0: everybody welcome to another episode of puck off here on thpn i'm your host chris nozick not joined by andrew today uh instead joined by a very good friend of mine longtime friend of puck off uh the man of the hour from the hockey writers mr devin lawrence devin how have you been it has been more than a minute
1: it's been uh approximately five minutes actually we timed it um, I've I've I have <laughs> this minutes keeps keeps increasing as we talk about it. Um, it's it's been good, man. It's good to be here with you. It's good to see you. Um, boy, it's 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 been a long time. How have you been, Chris?
0: I've been doing well. Uh, excited to, to see the bees still in first place. Uh, as as folks out there may be learning for the first time, your team <laughs> is the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I think the last time we connected, at least on the show. Uh, you guys were still quite a ways away from a playoff spot. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys had had a hot streak and then just kind of tanked. Um, but you guys started strong this year. So I know Andrew and I talked a lot about Detroit. They started stronger than we thought, and uh, they made the move that neither one of us wanted Boston to make. So thank you for taking Patrick Kane off of the market for us. <laughs> um how's how's the season been for you as someone who who watches follows and roots for the Detroit Red Wings
1: uh it's been a it's been a roller coaster to be honest with you um it's it, you know to kind of what it was jump right into it right um Patrick Kane probably doesn't come to the Detroit Red Wings if they didn't have a good start right um and they certainly did and uh <laughs> For whatever reason, maybe you can say it's his fault, maybe you can say that the juju got messed with or whatever, but pretty much ever since he joined the team, uh, things have headed south for this team. Uh it's been it's been kind of a uh three weeks on, two to three weeks on, two to three weeks off season for the Red Wings. They're they're either soaring and it's like they're this is the year, they're finally gonna get back in the playoffs, or they look absolutely atrocious. And it's like, and they haven't made any progress. This is great. Um So, yeah, it's depending on uh, when when you're talking about the Red Wings, it's a completely different conversation. And that's that's how this season has been.
0: At least your savior makes sense in Alex Lyon between the pipes, not Martin Jones for Toronto weirdness. (laughs) Alex Lyon did it last year for somebody, so it's not out of the realm to say he could do it again for you guys. So uh, obviously, lately, especially lots of struggles keeping the puck out of your own net. definitely something that Patrick Kane isn't known to help. (laughs) So I'm guessing with the trade deadline coming up and I want to say it's like 75 days or something like that. Uh, i down going eventually. Um, I'm guessing you want them to target some defensive help.
1: You know, it's really interesting uh, because I think the next really, you know, here we are in the beginning of January, right? Uh, I think how this month plays out for the Red Wings is going to dictate what that trade deadline looks like. Um, Because if they continue on the trajectory that they're on right now where they can't keep the puck out of their net and um, they're losing more than they're winning, uh, no, I would say that they should be trading players away rather than bringing help in. And I think that Patrick Kane would be a player that they look to send away. Um, Now, if this month uh, goes well for them, Uh, they win more than they lose. And it looks like they're starting to fix those defensive issues that they're currently uh, dealing with. Then yeah, I would say that um, they need to figure out how to keep the puck out of their net, whether it's add defensemen or find a better goalie. Um, This team has a lot of defensive prospects currently in the AHL. Their top prospect is uh, Simon Edvinson, who was their top pick in the 2021 draft. And most of us here in the state of Michigan think he's ready. Um, It's just, there's not room on the roster for him. Uh, So if anything, I would say they need to send a guy away so they can make room for the kid. Um, But then, you know, then we get into the conversation of, is it doesn't make sense to put hope on a rookie to fix their defensive issues? And I would, I tend to say that that's not the way to go, but um, wait, that's another conversation for another topic, I guess. Um, But no, to, to be honest with you, I think the biggest thing right now is goaltending. You mentioned Alex Lyon. He's very much uh the the best goalie they have out of their three. Um and Without uh
0: that coming I mean really your other options were Reimer and Huso. So you know I feel yeah. I feel like Lion like should have been the guy from the get. And I, I don't know why. What what do you think the thought process was behind the three headed tandem not quite a monster <laughs>
1: So so who so uh was signed to a three year deal a year ago. Um, he still has another year on his contract. Uh he, entering this season, he was the de facto guy. He was the incumbent, he was their starter last season. The expectation was that he was gonna um be a 50 to 60 start guy this season, honestly. Um, I know after kind of being that guy last season, the the ideal was that all right, he knows what to expect this season. He should be fine. Turns out he's not. Um and they'll have to figure out what to do with him because, as I said, there's another year in his contract, and uh, if he's gonna be a sub 900 goalie, that's I don't care how much you're paying him, you don't want that. Um, James Reimer, I think, uh, was signed to be who's those backup um, and to be like a steady 20 to 30 start guy, um, and again, he has not done well this season. Alex Lyon, I think, was signed for this season to be their third string guy who spent half his season in the AHL and the other half in the NHL for injury call-ups. He didn't see a start until midway through November. I think they were very much committed to that idea. And the reason why they didn't send him down to start the season is because Tampa Bay um, didn't have Vasilevsky. And so the, and and so the thought, yeah, the thought was uh, if they sent down Lyon, Tampa Bay might just get a free goalie. Um, And so I think that's why they didn't, you know they they had the three-headed monster to start and now they're you know we're two months into the season and it turns out that the guy that they were going to put in the ahl is their best option um so they're kind of uh now they're kind of stuck with two guys that um you can't really i mean you could send down if you really wanted to um but you don't necessarily want to pay millions of dollars to play in the ahl and then the guy who is making sub a million who's their best goalie um they're kind of just in a uh kind of in a very unenviable situation and that's why i think um more so than like defense they need to figure out what to do with their goaltending because yeah like you said it's a three-headed something it's not a three-headed monster
0: (laughs) it well it might be an internal monster that's the problem for sure (laughs) now here's my question because we just saw eric Comrie put on waivers we just saw Ilya samsonov get put on waivers and they Mm -hmm. sneak through because of their contracts Mm -hmm. so do you based on what you have witnessed firsthand on an in, night in and night out basis is Billy huso someone who could sneak through waivers because his contract is so high that it'll, I mean, cause that's one of the options. If you can free up a roster spot, then you can call up a defenseman and you can at least cycle him into the lineup to see, does he help? Cause I mean, if you look at your other defensemen, I mean, Gostas Bear, Hall, Wallman, Mata, uh, Petrie, and Sider. Well, Morris Sider it is, even if he's not playing to his best, he's still not your problem. Oh, for you sure. Um, Wallman's played well mm-hmm. from the games that I've seen of him. Sherratt's uh, played well overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Mata's a 29 year old tweener kind of guy, but he hasn't mm-hmm. really cost you a lot. Yeah, so it a spare? is it Hall, like you know, Petrie? Like, where do you see that defensive improvement coming?
1: So, I'll start by saying, uh, the most unnecessary addition in the offseason was Jeff Petrie. <laughs> um, He's, he's from Michigan. His dad was a pitcher with the Tigers. Um, it was a feel good story, right? He finally got to play for his hometown team and that's kind of like the draw of why they, they brought him in um,
0: for very long though. Yeah.
1: It? Yeah, exactly. It turns out feel it wasn't a feel good story at all. Um, but to me, <laughs> I, I hate to put it all on one guy because defense is very much a team effort, especially, you know, a group of six or seven, whatever. But man, it just it just seems like uh, whenever there's like a really boneheaded defensive play, uh, Petrie was on the ice. Um, and so, like you know, like I said, I don't want to put it all on him, but man, he is hurting this team. Um, I, I think you described everyone else pretty accurately. Mata's not the problem. He he's not like he's not fixing anything, but he's not the problem. Uh, Wallman's proved himself to be a solid top four guy. He's maybe a little overmatched on the top pairing with cider, but he's capable in a top four role. Sherratt's been better this season than he was last season. Gosh, despair, they use him accordingly. You know what gosh, despair is. He's an offensive defenseman. You put him in those scenarios. You don't put him on the ice when you're trying to kill a penalty or when you're like, you know, stuck in your own zone, you put him on the ice when you're trying to play offense and that's how they use him. Um, so then you're kind of down to Jeff Petrie and Justin Hall And Justin Hall's actually been like, he's, I honestly, I think he's kind of been on Mata's level where he's not a problem. He's not like a cure, but he's not a problem. Um, really uh, it's, it's bad goaltending. It's letting in fluky goals or not even fluky, just like goals. You shouldn't allow. And, uh, just defensive miscues from veterans that shouldn't make those types of mistakes. Um, a big thing that you know, just here and you know, around Red Wings land, is the mistakes that we're seeing the defeat, the defense make. If it was a defense full of kids, you'd you would accept it. You ex- you expect that sort of thing. It's you know, these are growing pains; they'll get better, whatever. Um, yeah, like you if had, a
0: woman you, was your veteran guy, you're like, okay, shit happens; they learn.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you expect it, but when, but when it. it's pumped full of veterans you got Ben Shira, you got Jeff Pete you know these guys have played in cup finals and they're making these mistakes it's like but let's put the kids in like how much worse can it be right um it's it's to be honest with you i it's it's not all it's not a remove this guy plug in this guy and everything's fixed it's it's a whole team thing i think there's coaching that needs to be better um i mean it
0: sounds it sounds to me like the string to the defensive door is really just attached to Patrick Kane because as soon as he came in, all that stuff started to go the wrong. <laughs> it, <direction>. No, <laughs> it's
1: it, no, it's it's actually really kind of funny because um, they really are starting to embody him uh, because Patrick Kane, you know, let, let's face it, he's a he's an elite offensive player when he's at his best, um, and Sweet. the Red Wings are having no issues putting the puck in the net. It's but then like like you said up the top, Patrick Kane's not known for playing defense. In fact, he's you could say is a defensive liability, and Bowler of the Red Wings been a defensive liability.
0: Well, that's part of why Andrew and I were so against him, just on the ice, re- re- on the ice reasons. We're gonna put aside a pin on all the other stuff because, yeah. you know, Andrew and I have hashed that to to bits. But just on the ice, he creates almost like a vortex for defense.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I mean, we saw Boston go through lapses defensively throughout this season for pockets of time. Sometimes it's pockets during a game. Sometimes it's multiple games at a time. You know, they went on that five-game losing skid. And I know you pay attention because it's within the division. What we're seeing in Detroit is very easily what could have happened to Boston if they didn't have the goaltenders that they have. You guys obviously wish... For the goaltending problems that we have here in Boston between Bussy, Swayman, and Allmark, and that's why you guys have what you have. You guys get you guys have fallen because the goaltending didn't save your ass. Boston has maintained first place in the division, which I called the beginning of the season. Uh, shout out to our preview episodes. Uh, <laughs> and that's why I think they're going to maintain that because you know, when I look at the rest of this division, I mean don't get me wrong. I want to see Detroit sneak in. You know, I want to see them get that wild card. They, they deserve it. I can't really say they deserve a top three finish, but you know, things are a little ahead of schedule. They have played well. Um, organization wise, fan base wise, you want to see them get in. I do feel like that if they got in right now, they'd get rocked by New York, but they'd also probably get rocked by Boston too, because we've played you very well. The the first game that we played you guys in, uh, in little Caesars this year went your way, but that one had a lot. And we've seen a lot of questionable refereeing all season across the board. So there was just some stuff there, but again, the biggest difference is, is this is what happens when you have goaltending versus this is what happens when you don't. Absolutely. I, I, your point i can't really say it's all on one player's fault and, and i kid around saying oh it's all on, you know patrick kane but wherever he goes it does seem like even the rangers last year when he joined the rangers their defense seemed to change drastically as well mm-hmm. and almost creating a vortex of where did the defense go and yeah i i do look at detroit and i think another defenseman would help but got to figure out what the hell's going on in net because you guys are a slightly worse version of the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs>
1: my, my, how things have changed.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, Toronto, they just waved Ilya Samsonov, all right? I mean, you mm. guys could very easily wave Vili Huso and have the exact same result have him drop down to Grand Rapids and nothing else happened. It's
1: it's really interesting because I so first and foremost I agree. I think I think if they waived Huso tomorrow he would pass. Um there's just not enough teams A that could afford it in the first place and then yeah. B that would be willing to bring him on. Um that could afford it. Um now the other thing with it is that if you're going to send them down to the AHL you want them to play, right? Because you want them to try to get back into form and try to get some confidence going. Um, like what well, we the oilers' We saw how that works for Jam- Jack Campbell. <laughs> I you beat me to it. Um, <laughs> in theory, that's what you're trying to do. Now, whether it works out is a whole other thing. Yeah. Now, the problem with it is that um the Red Wings have Sebastian Cosa down in the AHL, he's their top goaltending prospect, and they want him to play a lot. So if you put Ville Husso down there. Then all of a sudden, you have them fighting for starts. And, uh, you know, is the right now and Cosa's the future. And as much as we're, you know, really hoping that this year is going to be a good year for the Red Wings, they still got to have a mind. Or they still got to have their eyes set on the future. Cosa's um, starts right now are way more important than so's, at least in terms of the AHL. So I think that's honestly, that might be the biggest reason why they don't do it, is because if they put them down there, then they have to figure out how, who's getting the starts, and that's uh, another headache.
0: Yeah, I mean, you say Huso's the guy for now, but he's clearly not.
1: Well, yeah, exactly.
0: And, and that's where you sit there and you kind of go, okay, well, if he goes down, you know, I mean, obviously there will be a trickle-down effect. Someone goes down to the ECHL at that point, and to your point, Kosa is the number one guy in Grand Rapids with, so backing him up and then you but at least then you have a clear tandem up in the NHL between Lion and um, and Reimer. Now, the other alternative is you could try to waive Reimer, but his contract at one point five million. Now, this could be that double edged sword, though. Because at one and a half million, he's a better option than Comrie, Simpsonoff, and Campbell, who are all the other goaltenders who have been waived so far this year. Yeah. <laughs> and so a goaltending needy team may actually take him off of your hands. And that's someone that, you know, a New Jersey could grab. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if New Jersey's going to go for him, I mean, you look at all the other teams that could use goaltending help. Hell, even Colorado could take a stab at him. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, if you're looking at the way the standings finish, because we're that far in the season already, the first crack would go to San Jose. Um, I mean, I I would sit there and I go, I don't see him getting past Edmonton. Because that's a risk that Edmonton can take, because worst case scenario, if they wave him again, Detroit gets first crack at getting him back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, okay, that that that's a risk that I feel like Edmonton would take given their goaltending situation. Yeah, and then it freaks up a roster spot for you.
1: I can I can tell you that um, when the Jack Campbell stuff was really you know percolating, and that's what everybody was talking about. There was a lot of noise around here about potentially sending just trading Reimer to Edmonton and trying to capitalize on their need for goaltending. Um, it's this is why I'm always very fascinated about just what it's what it means to be a GM and how many little decisions they have to make on a daily basis and things they have to think about. Um, it's a giant poker game, right? Because in theory, right, like James Reimer is not really helping this team. In fact, he's, he's a kind of a detriment. So wouldn't it make sense to be like, yeah, let's expose him. Let's let's see if somebody does take him off our hand. He's not helping us anyway. But then you look at it and it's like, all right, then we're stuck with with and then like that. That's it. We have Lion and Huso. Um and that's not you know there's there's no depth beyond it there's not another option beyond so, Um,
0: the guy that you're trying to let percolate for a little bit longer, in exactly. And now you don't
1: want, and you don't want to thrust him into it before he's ready, right? It's
0: right, with Kosa, it's that catch-22 because you're you're officially in year one of his three-year ELC this year, mm-hmm. and so by next year you almost need him to be in the NHL to at least see if he can do it at the next level. Now, we look at guys, I mean, Spencer Knight is a good example, Um, Jeremy Swayman, Jake Ottinger. Like, these are all guys who came up, played a little bit, showed and really kind of stayed a little bit longer in the AHL, and we went, yep, they can all do it. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, they've all come through, you know. Um, I mean, even a guy like um, Soros. You know, he, he wasn't the guy for a little while. He sat behind Pecorino in his last few years. Gorgiev, he sat behind Lundqvist for a while. Shosturkin shared the net with aforementioned Gorgiev and with and with uh, Lundqvist for a year or two. So it's not the end of the world to have them sit and wait. But at some point, you got to see if they can do it because then you end up with massive bridge contracts like what you see with Ottinger and Swayman. No for well, sure. pending for Swayman at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so it just, so my, my question to you is, is, you know, I mean, I don't want to say it's a lost season because it's really not. You guys are what, four or five points out of a playoff spot right now.
1: Yeah. They're, they're a good hot streak away from being right back in it.
0: You know, I mean, let's see, you guys have 36 points and you're tied with Pittsburgh only two points behind New Jersey, three points behind Tampa who are tied with Washington for the second wild card spot. And that's only two points out from the first wild card spot. So there's wiggle room, not to mention the fact that you're only four points behind Toronto who can who's worse. at stopping goals than you are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I right there with you. I don't think it's, I think it's way too early to write off the season, but Um, Things need to get fixed like sooner rather than later before it does become a lost season, Um, and that's why I say I think this month of January is going to be huge in determining what the rest of the season looks like. Basically, how they proceed um, into the trade deadline and beyond.
0: Would you, as as a fan of the organization, would you rather they pick a direction sooner rather than later, even if they get it wrong, and just simply say get rid of? goaltender X, use Kosa as the third guy up and down, get him NHL time, continue his development. That way there, you know, next season you, you go with Huso, Lion and Kosa or Lion-Kosa and you don't bring back Reimer.
1: Um, I don't like rushing goalies. I don't, I, uh, so for me, I, I'm content with Kosa being in, in uh, the AHL all year. In fact, I don't think he should see any NHL time this season unless he absolutely has to because everybody got everybody dropped dead. Um, next season, that's where we need to start. You know, give him a couple games here, give him, give him the game there, um, see if he can handle it. That's that's where um, you got to start to see some some what you're talking about. See if he can actually handle it. Um, this is his first season playing. You know, AHL hockey, I, I don't think you need to force feed them. I mean, Jesper Wallstead hasn't even played a game for the Minnesota Wild yet. Um, and there's plenty of people that will tell you Wallstead's a better prospect than COSA. So um, I, I'm i inclined to say you don't need to, you know, force make a decision on how to handle Kosa this season. Um, next season's where you're going to start to maybe throw him some games, but that's next season. We don't have to worry about that. Um, my, my big thing is... Um, just figuring out what you want to do with who. um, cause I think, I think, uh, he, they're going to give him the rest of the season to uh, kind of make it or break it. If by the end of the season, he still is not where they need him to be. I think you could, I think they buy him out to be honest with you. he's only, cause then he's only has one year left and it's not gonna be on their cap for an extended period of time. Um, and then you do have the opportunity to go, trade for a goalie or sign a goalie or just get something different um because right now you can't trade them no one's gonna trade for trade anything meaningful for them or anything and um waving them just kind of creates that issue that we were just talking about so i think they give huso the rest of the season to figure it out if he figures it out great then you can proceed in the next season with huso and lion if he doesn't figure it out then i think they buy him out i i don't really i think it's one or the other i don't really think uh you know, or maybe, maybe he does well and then, then you build up a trade market for him. But, um, he's got to get there first.
0: Yeah. Cause you guys even went out and signed Michael Hutchinson. Yep. To, to kind of be that fourth guy or third guy, I guess. I mean,
1: veteran, you know, veteran mentor for Cosa down in the AHL, basically.
0: But, you know, I mean, I think we're far enough in the season. Reimer couldn't have done that. Lion <laughs> couldn't have done that.
1: Lion well, was supposed to do it, but then, uh, they didn't want to risk him.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, I mean, I I definitely think this year is going to be very interesting in the trade market overall, but I mean, the goaltending seems to be the commodity that most teams are going for. I mean, look up and down the standings right now to, I mean, Boston is set. Yeah. (laughs) And I think them and the Rangers are pretty much the only ones that you can look at right now, at least on the, in the, um, in the Eastern Conference, where you go, all right, goaltending won't be an issue. Because Shesterkin, Allmark, Swayman, done. I mean, even Jonathan Quick. Yeah. He had a really bad preseason. We thought he was going to be Swiss cheese all year. And he just flipped a switch. Yeah. So... (laughs)
1: He is, he is LA Kings, Jonathan, like primo primetime LA Kings, Jonathan Quick again, out of
0: nowhere. <laughs> and honestly, if your went down in the playoffs, this is what I would expect from quick. Yeah. Because he's found that fountain of youth in New York, which good for him. Fine. Absolutely. Philly hasn't really had goaltending problems. It's just, it's still Carter Hart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Carolina, I was talking to Andrew about it a couple weeks ago on the show. Coach Chekhov, I think, is going to become their guy. I think out of necessity, they went to him. But the biggest thing for him, and I compared him to some of the other Russian goaltenders, the guy needed to see pucks to settle down. And now that they've started to ride him a little bit, getting somebody to back him up. Like I had, I saw someone on X Twitter, whatever the name is right now. Uh, We'll change the name again tomorrow, but yep. um, <laughs> they were, they were saying that they should go after Eric Comrie. They should go after Sam And I'm like, one, they can't afford him, Yeah. Either one of them. Second of all, Auntie Ranta's outperformed both of those guys. Granted, he's more of a question mark with health. Mm-hmm. Obviously right now. So is Freddie Anderson, but until kochekov gets hurt health isn't a problem kochekov mm-hmm. is uh, what 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 was the phrase from Ovechkin? oh yeah russian machine don't break
1: <laughs>
0: and you know what look at andre vasilevsky russian machine don't break
1: <laughs> absolutely absolutely
0: same thing like i think now that they've got him in the net they're gonna coast on him the rest of the way uh spot starts obviously here and there but I don't think they need to make a massive change. Sorokin's clearly the guy in New York. Um, The Capitals, I'm really not all that worried about when it comes to a playoff push because, I mean, Ovechkin went a month without scoring a goal. Yeah.
1: Even even if if they get in, they're not going far.
0: No. No, (laughs) and it's clearly going to be Darcy Kemper anyway. They're going to ride or die with him. The Devils need a goaltender. Pittsburgh needs a goaltender. Pittsburgh... Needs a lot of things, yeah. <laughs> New, New Jersey just needs to stay healthy. I mean, think about it. They went what four was it four weeks, almost a month without Hamilton, Heeshire, or Hughes.
1: Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> best two forwards, best defenseman, that'll hurt.
0: <laughs> right, regardless of goaltending. Now, at the same time, they also couldn't buy a save, yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, they need goaltending help, but they need health and they're still in this thing. They're right behind they're right behind you.
1: <laughs> I I just want to say especially with like, you know, what what we're talking about right now. <laughs> think about how differently just the landscape would be if Connor Hellebuck did not sign that extension with Winnipeg.
0: Oh, I know. Well, like there's, there's that, still talks that he might even be available with the extension. Really? That it hasn't changed anything for them. That's crazy. Which, I mean, they're a first-place team, so I don't – or second – I mean, first-place caliber. They've jockeying yeah. back and forth. They're right there with Dallas and Colorado, so fine, whatever. But even if I'm Winnipeg and I go, you're not happy here, play out your fucking contract.
1: Yeah, no, literally, though. You just signed it. You're, 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 you're here not, for at you're least a year.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're here for at least this year. We can't do that. But, like, <laughs> Arizona's in a playoff spot. Yeah. Connor Ingram has yeah. made Melka a trade chip again. Yeah. <laughs> Nashville's UC Soros is supposedly potentially available. Out there, yep. Yeah. You know? I uh, Marc-Andre Fleury's name is being thrown around out there. Granted, only to one team. But still, he's being thrown around out there.
1: Yeah. No, that's... And that's another thing, too, is... You know, we talk about should the Red Wings go out and get a goaltender or should they, you know, whatever. I, if they're going to get a goaltender, to me, it doesn't make sense to go get a Vemelka or um, I can't think of anything else on top of my head. But Vemelka is like the perfect example of it. A goalie that's like been good in spurts and like is a tandem guy because the Red Wings have those guys right now and they're not working for them. If the Red Wings are going to go out and fix their goaltending situation. They need to go out and get a Soros. They need to be willing to pay what it's going to take to get like a, a legitimate like answer and goal because what they have now isn't going to fix it. And ad- anybody that's like out there is kind of of that same caliber, and that's you're just doing the same thing. To, it's going to probably res- probably yield the same results. Now the question becomes: Then does it make sense for a team like Detroit to go out and spend a first and a top prospect and maybe even more for a UC Soros oh. and then? That's a whole other conversation,
0: but there is there is one name that I think you guys might be able to at least target. Well, two names really, um, one more so than the other, but the two guys out in San Jose, Coughlin and Blackwood. Blackwood, yeah. Blackwood's biggest issue has always been his health, mm-hmm. and when, but when he's played, he's played well. Even this year, I mean, the guy's numbers this year are. I don't want to say outstanding, but given what's been in front of him and what started out in front of him, he's he's outperformed what anybody ever would have thought. Yeah. Let's be honest. It,
1: Blackwood this season reminds me of Jimmy Howard it, during the uh, 2019-20 season where the Red Wings were by far the worst team in the league. Yeah. It's just like, he's, he's doing the best he can, guys.
0: <laughs> I mean, the guy's save percentage is 88.9%. So we'll call it 89%. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm trying to find out. Let's see. I mean, no shutouts, but the team doesn't have a shutout window there for their name. Um, I'm trying to see. He's given up 81 goals against. uh, I'm going to have to do some math. I was promised no math. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. No, he shots against 732. In 21 starts. (laughs) yeah 732 he's allowed 81 goals like that sounds so bad but you know what in comparison kapo kakinen his numbers are right there he's at 90.2 safe percentage and he's had 550 shots against in 15 starts like if you do the math that's got to be something close to 43 shots per game on average. And so for them to have a goals against of sub 4, 3.51 for Cocanin and 3.92 for Blackwood, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. And yeah. at least with Blackwood the the contract is manageable, 2.35 this year and next year, and then you go to Costa full time. Like He's, he is that kind of bridge guy because he clearly can handle the workload if he's healthy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I I hate to look at it this way, but if I am San Jose, I use my crap situation to my advantage. Like you could get something in return for Blackwood if you're San Jose. And. I don't know. I don't I'm not sure what kind of things you guys would be looking to part ways with, but I mean you do have Boston's first round pick. You're welcome. Um I mean drafting it's, it's gonna go
1: to Ottawa, don't worry.
0: <laughs> drafting hasn't been a problem for you guys. So you guys can easily attach a third round pick or Dallas's fourth, or help I mean, you could make it even conditional you know, based off of making the playoffs or something, because I'm sure you guys would be willing to give up a second round pick for a goaltender for a playoff round, you know, like conditional. It's a, it's a fourth round pick from Dallas conditional to the second. If you guys win the first round of the playoffs, Mm -hmm. you get Blackwood. Well, but they also take Huso back because you got to solve that problem too. Mm-hmm. But they can then look at it and go, well, if we pull the trigger on that deal soon enough, you get Huso into a few games. Easiest way to play out of it is to see a lot of pucks. Yeah. Hey, look, we fixed this one too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that should be uh, San Jose's game plan for the next like five years is just bringing goalies, rehab them, and ship them
0: off. <laughs> but if you get good at it, I mean, yeah, think Free about your it. Assets. Well, and think about it. If I offered you up Brandon Bussey right now from Providence, you'd consider taking him. Even though he hasn't played an NHL game, you sit there and you go, well, we still got, we still got Kosa. He has shown promise. He looks good in the preseason, you know? And if I look at it, I'm Boston. I go, well, I still got DPHO down there. Mm-hmm. Like depending on what the return is, obviously it always depends on the return yeah, for sure. But to your point about the landscape. I mean, Vancouver's in first place. Who the hell would have thought that? You know, um, Dallas is holding their own right now without Ottinger. Yeah. Who's been who's been your biggest surprise, good or bad, this season? And don't say Detroit. <laughs>
1: uh, my, I mean, it, first and foremost, like I know you just said it, but Vancouver again. Who the hell had that their their placement right now? Um, not me, that is for sure. And like, they look good too. It's not like they're fluking their way to first place. They, they, uh, they look good. Thatcher Demko looks like thatcher Demko again. It's all sorts of things are coming together for them to, uh, look really good. And honestly, I'm good for them. Uh, now my, the other surprise I'll say is New Jersey. Now there's a lot of things that go into where they're at right now. You mentioned the injuries, you mentioned them being down their best two forwards and their best defenseman, and that's going to hurt um but just if you would have asked me before the season where do you think the devils are going to be uh on january 2nd i would have told you first or second place in the atlanta and the metropolitan they are not they're not even in a playoff spot um so i'm very surprised by that again you can add in the context that makes it make sense but boy am i surprised that they're at where they're at and same thing with vancouver um, and then I'll just throw a little shout out to Arizona as well. I figured that they were going to be maybe better than they were given credit for, but they are like, if I'm not mistaken, they're like in a playoff spot or they're just outside of one. Like they're, they're a factor in the Western conference right now. And uh, good. Come April. Yeah. I mean, good for them because I mean, they've been a running punchline line for a decade at this point. So um, the fact that they uh, not only are they like they've leaned into their arena that they play in right now. It sounds like they're maybe getting towards some security over there in Arizona and they're like making things hard for their Western Conference uh, um, uh, uh, comrades. Uh, comrades. Yeah, thank you. Um, it, go down. There's there's a lot of good things happening over there, there they and they have a the
0: spot in the wild card race.
1: Exactly. Like, I, would you have guessed that? I know I wouldn't have. Like,
0: I mean, I I, I had them vying for a playoff spot, right? Right for it, but I I certainly didn't see them ahead of Nashville and Minnesota to be doing that. And by the way, Edmonton, I'm going to mm-hmm. throw that in there. Uh, Ed, Edmonton, this was bound to happen. It just I don't know how we didn't really see it coming because they changed their entire defensive scheme and then didn't do anything to adjust. And their goal setting <laughs> has always been Swiss cheese at best. Like this year, it just proved to be insurmountable. Um, I mean, I- ironically, Calgary though, Mark Markstrom may become available. Yes. yeah, That's a swap that you guys could look at too. That's at least another name. Obviously, you find ways to make money make sense and three-year contract that kind of carries you into the COSA years. So that, that could help you guys out if you guys are able to pry him out from the West. But in general, I mean.
1: John Gibson might be another one, too. I forgot to mention him. He's used to seeing a lot of rubber.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean, all the goaltenders in Anaheim are. But <laughs> you know, Stolarz is playing well for Florida. So that was yep. a good move for them. You guys took Lion off their hand. And, and now, out of nowhere, Seattle's got goaltending again in Joey Decord.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Gr-
0: Grubauer could become available. Who the hell knows? <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: shout out to Joey Decord, uh, recording the first uh, shutout in uh, Winter Classic history, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, pff, I wish I had held on to him. I drafted him in the last round of my fantasy draft. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I. I'm right there with you. I drafted Kochetkov, and uh, I figured he was going to make the team. He didn't. I let him go, and boy, am I hurting right now.
0: (laughs) Uh, Ironically, the one that I picked up the other day was Yaroslav Oskarov. Oh, there you go. (laughs) I I made the mistake with with freaking Joey Decord of letting him go too soon, but (laughs) you know, it just, yeah. I mean, fantasy hockey is a whole other animal. (laughs) Boy, do I feel bad for people who took guys like. Akira Schmid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean v- Vasilevsky's back. He looks mm-hmm. good now. You know, we're talking about the teams that aren't in the playoff rate or that aren't in a playoff spot. I mean, which conference, if you're if you're a team actually, let's let's throw it over for a quick commercial break, real quick. And then I got a couple other questions for you about the standings and a couple about a trophy. So we'll be right back after a word from our friends over at DraftKings. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting at just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Welcome back to Puck Off. I'm your host Chris Nozick, joined by Devin Lawrence of the Hockey Writers covering the Detroit Red Wings. Um, but as I mentioned before the break, uh, qu- one major quick question for you: uh, you might have to put a little bit of thought. In. If you were one of these bubble teams like Edmonton, Minnesota, Seattle, uh, we'll, we'll name a few in the in the East: Tampa, New Jersey detroit hell we can even sprinkle buffalo in there because they're starting to play a little bit better lately which of those teams would you rather be fighting to get into the playoffs because of what we saw florida do last year
1: oh. <laughs>
0: there you go that's a good uh that's a good one um sorry to my Boston Bruins fellow fans out there but that's that's <laughs> the team to go with right now as a comparable
1: um so i guess what what team is is just kind of trying to sneak in and do some damage once they do basically
0: yeah you're 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 looking at the standings and you are team x and you look at it and go we are this many points from the wild card two spot That is we want to finish higher than that, obviously, but that is our low bar. Get there, get in and fuck shit up when we get there. Um, I mean. Name your top three teams in that position. I'll I'll broaden the question, give you a little (laughs) bit of leeway to kind of talk out your spots.
1: Sure. It's so it's tricky because you know we're we're asking this question now and teams like the devils aren't in a playoff spot right now the lightning are barely in a playoff spot and I, you know i, I don't I, the
0: time to ask it
1: yeah yeah i guess i mean I, i'd love to say the devils because they're like you know they're they're at least i thought going into the season that they were going to be like a, a cup favorite they, they they're definitely set up to do some damage and so if they sneak in as the second wild card in the East, I don't care who they play against. They're 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 going to do some damage. Um, so like, I feel like the Devils are an easy one in that sense. But I also feel like they're going to catch some fire here once they kind of get back, uh, get healthy, and maybe fix their gold ending situation. Um, they can go on a run. So then I don't know if they necessarily are a team that's going to sneak in. Uh, the other, I guess, other teams I'd look at. I mean, I see Edmonton as a team that like has to almost do like what the St. Louis Blues did um some years ago. Um Thanks. where they they were at the bottom and they kind of course corrected and um Thanks. That
0: doesn't hurt at all. Yes,
1: yeah, so, yeah. I know you talked about Florida upsetting your Bruins and I'm going back to the Blues doing it. I'm I'm sorry. I know this is hard for you. Um But no, again, Edmonton, I mean, any team with dry saddle McDavid on it, if they can sneak into the playoffs as a second wild card, you know, right now, who, you know, who are they playing? They'd be playing Vancouver in the first round. Um, I'd like Edmonton. And, you know, even if they have just like average goaltending against the Canucks, I just like their star power more than what's going on in Vancouver. I know we just talked about it. We're surprised by what Vancouver's doing. Um so in theory, going to the playoffs, I would imagine that uh, a team like Edmonton that not only has star power but also has the experience of just previous playoff runs, I think they could uh, they could do some damage against a team like Vancouver in the first round. Um, and then even even like Seattle, um, they're a team that's just outside of right now. I think they're a very well balanced team just by their construction if joy Decord proves that he is the answer and he's going to give them stable goaltending for. There could be, uh, quite the handful. Remember last, just last year in the playoffs, they took, uh, the aval or no, they, uh, they took the stars to game seven in the, uh, the second round. Um, you know, they were a goal away from being in the Western conference final. Um, so I think they're they're a team that's on the rise and if they they're able to kind of put things together, they're going to cause some headaches, uh, regardless of who they play. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some, some ones that are on the outside looking in right now that probably shouldn't be like a, like a New Jersey, Um, even like the penguins, they have a lot of issues, but I, uh, if, if they can sneak in, um, I like Sidney Crosby's ability to just create headaches for another team. Um,
0: yeah, not to mention, well, Pittsburgh was one of the two. Like, Pittsburgh, it, when it came down to who do I want to see make the playoffs to face Boston in the first round, mm-hmm. Florida was the number one team I didn't want to see. Pittsburgh was number two. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think bringing a guy like Carlson in on the back end just changes way too much. Oh, yeah. If it was the team that we see right now that squeaked in, I really don't see much going on for them simply because i think they're still trying to figure all that shit out
1: mm-hmm. um i absolutely
0: I, I look at it as as there are certain i see two tiers in, in that question tier one the three obvious edmonton new jersey and tampa bay because yeah. those are all those are all three teams that we looked at coming into the season and said don't fuck with them they yeah. will be there in the end regardless and you know they've all had their bumps in the road Vasilevsky's back surgery, Hughes, Heeshire, Hamilton, and really Schmied falling apart. Uh, but those first three. And for Edmonton, the goaltending, the poor – I'm going to say it was poor coaching by Woodcroft that put him in this position. you It's okay to change your defensive scheme, but when you see that it doesn't work for seven, eight, nine, ten 10 games, fucking change it back to what did
1: definition of insanity
0: like what the fuck was he thinking no wonder he got canned <laughs> am i wrong like i, no? I think about how that snowballed it it snowballed to the point where jack campbell has become unusable in the american hockey league not only did you demote him but he's become unusable in his demoted status yeah you <laughs> broke him good for you woodcroft like there you go <laughs> but when when i see when i see a team that like Be careful not to let them make a run. Like, I'll start out in the West first. Calgary is one because if they come together, I don't see them coming together. Let me preface this.
1: If they do, though.
0: If they found a way to come together, and I think we would have seen that already start to happen, if their problems solely lied with Daryl Sutter. The fact that they haven't started to kind of cohesively form a thing, tell me the problems were more than just Sutter. But Minnesota is at the top of the list for me in the West because Gustafson is injured right now. They're relying heavily on Marc-Andre Fleury, which good for him on his, what was it, 1500th start, his thousandth career win or whatever it was the other day too. Like, <laughs> good for him and all of his accomplishments. Like i I love Mark Andre Fleury now that he's out of Pittsburgh. Like For sure. and and wish like hell we could have seen him fight Jordan Bennington, but that's beside the point.
1: <laughs> right there with you.
0: <laughs> in the last what three seasons, we have lose to we have seen them lose to the Golden Knights twice in the semifinals or in the final, whatever. You know, conference finals, like they've mm-hmm. been so fucking close. And you know what? Maybe Gustafson getting hurt this time of the year is a blessing in disguise because he's rested for the playoffs.
1: Right, right. You
0: know? And at the end of the day, Kaprizov, yes, he just got hurt, so that doesn't help. But, again, if they can just squeak in and they get Gustafson healthy and they get Kaprizov healthy and they take off in the playoffs, that is a team, by definition, that can go in and fuck shit up. Oh, yeah. You know? Because they're gonna take on Vancouver, Colorado, you know, Winnipeg, Vegas. I mean, if they get Vegas again, they want to demolish them. And that would be a hell of a series.
1: No, for sure. <laughs> Speaking of them, just can I just say real quick, the uh just just Jonathan Huberto, what happened? Like that that's a player you know when the matthew Kachuk deal went down and we saw what florida uh, calgary got i was like they won this deal how did they how did they win this deal and <laughs> fast forward to today and it's it's like i i can't
0: believe what's happened like who I, was I not even the same person <laughs> You're talking about a hundred, what was he, 116 point scorer? Yeah. And he's lucky to hit 60 this year? Like, like uh, anybody would have, you know, you go name the top
1: five playmakers in the NHL and, you know, some people would have included Huberto there. Nobody's including him now. No,
0: no. (laughs) But I mean, and at what point do you just sit there and go, maybe we're not the right place for you and we need to deal you? And you go with the contract. It is what it is, but we don't, we don't work. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. I'm actually shocked. I don't hear more about that because it, it happens, right? There, there are plenty of players that have made stops in places. It didn't work for whatever reason. Carlson
0: in San Jose.
1: Yeah. And then they move on and then they find new life or, you know, whatever, at, at least Nobody then.
0: Burns was a good example of that.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: they tried so hard to make it work. They brought in Eric Carlson to say, let's take some of the pressure off of you. It yeah. got worse. And then they shipped them off to Carolina. Everyone, went, oh shit, we got Brett Burns back.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: no, quite literally, like you know, the the change of scenery thing is kind of beaten to death in terms of like, you know, just oh well, maybe this player just needs one. But it's it the reason why it's beaten to death is because it works. Like it's it's a thing. Yeah. Uh,
0: if it wasn't a thing, it wouldn't be a cliche. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, there there might not be a player in NHL who needs a change of scenery more than Jonathan Uber, no.
0: Right. Uh, maybe Mackenzie Wegar.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, though.
0: <laughs> so, in the East, the, there are really two teams that I, I look at with that thought process in mind. Because, again, Tampa, New Jersey, I put in that echelon of they should have been there anyway. Yeah. So, I'm not really surprised by it. But Detroit is one of them, because if you guys can find a way to make a save and stop the puck from going in your own godforsaken pipes, like like you said, you guys can score with anybody, you know? And and Patrick Kane only helps that. Mm-hmm. The issue is, is that vortex where defense goes to die around him. So <laughs> solve that problem, and and it's a force, you know? And, and ironically, and this, this one, some people will probably laugh at, but if they can catch lightning in the bottle to squeak into the playoffs, look out for the Buffalo Sabres. No, absolutely. Uh, because right now at 32 points, they're only seven points out of a playoff spot. So that's a, a, a good two weeks of hockey right there. Put them right back in, especially if they beat some of the right teams. For
1: sure. No, f- full transparency. I, I genuinely thought heading into the season, that the Sabres were going to be where the Red Wings are right now, and the Red Wings were going to be where the Sabres are. I'm actually a little surprised by how uh, flat the Sabres were coming out of the gates. Um, Well,
0: something isn't right with Tage Thompson.
1: Yes, no, for sure.
0: And that's a huge part of it. Now, I like the fact that they just waved Cromery, because while Devin Levi hasn't been perfect, And at the start of the year, I was even pounding the drum, send him to the American Hockey League. He needs time in the American Hockey League. They did send him down for a little bit. He got some starts. And ever since he's been recalled, he's looked better. I wouldn't say he's the guy, but UPL has been solid all season. You can sprinkle in Devin Levi to get him the time he needs. That that looks like a two-headed monster goaltending tandem that – If you can bring back UPL on a good deal next year, watch out. Yeah. Because they both will have good value. Now, they do need help on the blue line. 100% they need help on the blue line. But that's something they have room to add. Yoki Haru has looked really good. Samuelson, Daleen, Power, you know, they've looked decent. Connor Clifton, Eric Johnson's showing his age. Connor Clifton is cliffy hockey. He always will be. You got to take the bad with the good, but they just need one more piece on the blue line and they can sputter into the playoffs. And then if they do that, goaltending can take them the, the you know, cause I think by then Tage Thompson would be back, but mm-hmm. I mean, Yuri Kulich looks good over in the, World juniors right now. <laughs> um, they've got a few other guys over there. Um, I'm trying to think of who else is over there right now for him. Savoy, I think, is over there for him. He's looked good. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of some. I mean, in, in general, they have a deep prospect pool. Oh, for sure. So they'll be okay as well. Oh, I think Ausland is over there. Right now uh, Wahlberg A couple other names that I think Are still over there But you know With with just a few minutes left here before We gotta get going The World Juniors (laughs) I just (laughs) mentioned them Um, I'm kind of bummed that they're really not On any streaming network right now I feel like anybody could have Picked up the ball on that one and just Made a Fuck ton of money on it Yeah. Like we've had a couple of games sporadic on ESPN Plus, but you would think to promote ESPN Plus to hockey fans, yeah, would go and get it. Like
1: that's that's the stuff that I feel like um you know. Ever since they they got the the TV rights over to uh, ESPN and uh TNT, that's the sort of stuff that I think that they've really kind of dropped the ball with. There's there's like. You know, they they do good when they have the games they have. And and, uh, I'm sure everybody has differing opinions on what the broadcast and, you know, what they're good at and what they're bad at. But there's a real opportunity, especially with ESPN, to, like, grow the game and kind of, um, you know, increase interest in non-NHL hockey. um, Especially in a thing like this, where, like, every team's best prospects are playing in this thing. And you just, like, if you don't have NHL network, you can't watch it. Exactly. Um.
0: exactly they dropped the ball on it and even if they broke even on it they did the math and they were like hey we don't want to lose money on it but we also you know don't want to do pay too much for it we don't want to try and have to go out and earn a bunch of profit off of it because we don't yeah. know how it's going to do yeah i'm sure there's a deal to be made with tsn like or better yet even if all you did was you got all the Canada games and all the U S games,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Like that's it. I, I, do I need to see the, the, the eight thirty in the morning game between Chechnya and Finland? It'd be nice, but no, I don't have to. Yeah. Like, and, and the catch is, is some of these games are available two days later.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, why couldn't you just gotten it when it was live? Like, I know what happened now. <laughs> I went and saw YouTube. <laughs> Like you just lost out on all the reason why you got the game. Yeah. So, but today or yesterday, as as people are probably listening to this, Canada gets the quarterfinal upset. Thoughts.
1: As a uh red-blooded American, I love seeing Canada lose. <laughs> that's that's my thoughts. Uh no, it's it's uh I, I mean it's and it's not even just Canada losing, it's them losing to like a non superpower, so to speak. If they lose to the US, it's like, all right, those teams are always, you know, it's, it's always a good battle. So one of those good teams is going to lose. It happens. But like, Chechia isn't exactly known for like being a superpower. Um, they have good players, don't get me wrong, but they're not, you know, nobody necessarily goes into this tournament thinking they're going to win. It's always Canada's going to win. This is Canada's tournament to lose. Um, so for them to lose to, a second tier program nation, what do you want to call it? That's where it's like, hell yeah. They inject that into my veins. Um Again, you expect to see them potentially lose to the U S or Sweden or whatever. But this, say,
0: I yes. think everybody's top four in some order were Canada, U S Sweden, Finland.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> so seeing anybody else win a big game is like,
0: Oh, okay. This is, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> This is legitimately a tournament now. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> Everybody loves an upset,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, good. Good on them for the upset. You know, it, it's, I think it's a smack in the face to Team Canada, which is always fun to watch as it happens. Um, I'm just trying to pull up some of the other scores from today as well. Um, let's see. That goes all the way back. Yeah, Canada put up a 10 spot on Latvia. This is their karma. Yeah.
1: The, uh, the the big thing about Canada is that they had it's it's kind of funny because yeah. there, there's a fine line you have to you have to walk when you're creating these international teams, right? Because in theory, you could just load it up with the most skilled players in the world and call it good. Um but it's it's not always about just who are the you know, to kind of quote miracle. <laughs> it's not about the best players, it's about getting the right ones, right? And I think that Canada kind of leaned too far in one direction. I think they had they left a lot of skill on the table. Um and they kind of put a lot of they, they kind of overflooded their roster with like role players, so to speak. Um, and when you have a lot of those guys, you're kind of, you, you're leaving your top off, so to speak, <laughs> that was a weird phrasing, but yeah, you, you I know, what, I'm saying.
0: I know you, what you're saying. Yeah. You're, you're, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face, as they would say. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, especially with, with a talent r- at, at, at a uh, nation that is as talent rich as Canada is in the sport of hockey. Uh, they, they should have plenty of star power. Um, obviously there are, there's room for role players and you got to have them to make an, to, to field a, uh, a, a championship caliber team, but at, this, at some point you got to, you got to make sure you have enough star power. And I don't know if the, if the Canadians did this year.
0: No, I, I don't think so. I mean, some of them, I mean, you could make the case, a guy like Quattro could have performed better. And I mean, the guy was a plus three, he had four points in five games. And the biggest thing is, is he flew over there the day before the the pre-qualification game started mm-hmm. the day before and he played with no sleep. The guy hasn't gotten like a full night's sleep, maybe <laughs> twice in the last month because of <laughs> all the traveling and all the hockey's he's playing. And Oh, by the way, he switches from the NHL rink to the IIA cap rig Yeah. Like, there's an adjustment period. That's going to take longer than four games with no yeah. sleep. <laughs>
1: Like no real practice either. It's 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 a lot. Yeah,
0: it's not like he went out and sucked either. The guy got four points in five games and was a plus three. I I don't think that makes them the problem. I don't think Celebrini was their problem. The guy put up what four points in three games. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I don't have his exact numbers, but he was definitely a plus player. Like
1: the the, uh, the skill guys they had delivered. It's just they didn't have enough to overcome a team like Chechia that just knows to play, play them tough basically and try to counter punch really.
0: Yeah. So just to round this out, I mean, obviously we're both rooting for team USA, but put them aside who one, who's your favorite. Is it still team USA would be, would you say they are your favorite to win? And two, do you think they actually will pull it out?
1: Excuse me. Uh <laughs> Uh, a little a little known fact about me is I I'm very much when it comes to international tournaments I mean obviously you root for the for the U, for the United States obviously um but I'm a big team Sweden guy um I I think Sweden's still my favorite um now do I think the U.S. can pull this out absolutely um but uh it, it, it's kind of uh I I feel like Sweden's always has that that blend of what I'm talking about they have their skill guys but then they also have role guys that know they're the role guys and play them well. Um, I'm, I'm very much on the, uh, the Sweden train.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm looking forward to the game that they have coming up against Chechia. Um, Absolutely. you know, I, I mean, Sweden has produced a number of good hockey players. No, most notably Henrik Lundqvist. Like how can you not love the Swedes when they, when, the, when that's the kind of guy, the, the type of player they yeah. help populate into the game of hockey. um, Chechia, though, I mean, guys like Krejci, Pasternak, got to love jo- Jacob Lauko for the Bruins. Not today, Canada, in his tweet <laughs> after they won. Um, you know, fun guys. I, you know, I, I would love to see Chechia pull out the upset over Sweden. I do think it would be a massive upset. Um, I wouldn't be upset to see Sweden win the whole thing. Um, obviously, I think right now, though, it's Team USA's to lose. Just they are such a powerhouse, so that that's probably the order I would be rooting for USA, Chechia, Sweden. But you know, ESPN, do better, just get more games. So (laughs) as we wrap it up, any final thoughts on anything across any hockey league that you can think of across the sport? Uh anything that you want to promote for from your team over there at the hockey writers, floor is yours, my friend.
1: uh be sure to check me out over on uh our my my, my podcast that i do uh, hockey writers Grand line we have all sorts of red wing stuff that we talk about if you need to hear if you want to hear me talk about the red wings even more great go show, there. um thank you and uh be sure to check out our writing over there yeah. not, not just my writing the whole team over there um and then uh my last little thing i'll say is oh, uh man. if you're yeah. in a town nearby whatever you want to call it um where you can go watch AHL hockey games. I highly recommend it. I know uh, most people spend their money at NHL games and for good reason, it's the best hockey league in the world. Um, But I'm a, I'm somebody who grew up in a AHL hockey town. Um, Love me some AHL hockey. Anybody who's gone to an AHL hockey game knows it's a good product. Um, If you haven't gone to your local, if it's, if it's close to you, like I said, if you can make it out to an AHL hockey game, highly recommend it. You're watching the future on the ice.
0: Absolutely. I mean, there, there's three teams within an hour and a half of where I live, which is awesome. Oh,
1: <laughs> man, that that's the dream for me, man.
0: <laughs> Springfield, Hartford and Providence. Oh, oh, man. 90 minute drive. <laughs> and I got Worcester in the ECHL as well.
1: Do you need uh, a roommate? I might have to move.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that off the But Sounds good. Sounds I'm good. <laughs> <there. You> <laughs> Uh, thank you again so much for, for jumping on board tonight and um, talking some hockey. Always love our back and forth. And uh, like I said, great job. Keep up the good work over on the grind line. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but Puck Off is going to TikTok this year in 2024. What's brewing is jumping on train as well. And uh, 2024, lots of more things coming from us here at What's Brewing and Puck Off. And uh Yeah. Go watch the AHL and uh, puck off.